if you have your Bibles this morning and you want to turn to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, and mark that for just a moment, and then turn to the book of James, chapter 1. Ezekiel, uh, chapter 33, I want you to, to mark that place for just a moment, and then turn over to the book of James, chapter 1. Ezekiel 33 and James chapter 1. And as you're turning to those two places, I want to ask you if you can define or understand or tell me what's a window shopper? A window shopper. Window shopper is pretty much just exactly what it is. They have no intentions of going in a store. They just walk by, look inside, curious, maybe even wanting it but really don't want to be a part of it, so they're not going to go in. Some of us are smart enough that we can't afford it, so we don't go in. I have to confess to you, there's been some times I've gone past some stores, and I knew it was very, very high-end, but my curiosity got me. I had no intentions of buying, but I went in, and you know exactly what I did. I went looking for that little tag. I wanted to see what it was. Sure enough, it just confirmed my suspicion. It was probably a little bit more than I was able to, to pay. Uh, I, uh, I don't have that kind of money to pay for a suit or whatever it was, so I'm just kind of curious. But that brings on the question, how many of us in the work of the Lord are window shoppers? Window shoppers in the sense that we feel like that it's not something that is supposed to be ours to enjoy, so therefore we're just content with passing on by, being a spectator, but not participating. Has anybody ever been to the store and somebody asks you, a salesman is probably on commission, can I help you? I'm just looking. And probably that's what a lot of us do. We just look. Of course, we also know that looking can lead to buying, but for the most part, we tell the truth. We're just looking. When it comes to the work of the Lord, how many of us are window shoppers? Think about that this morning, window shoppers. James chapter 1 Skip down to the 22nd verse, and we may read some more in just a moment, down the 25th, but we'll start with James 1 and verse 22. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Be, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. What does it mean to be a doer? Window shoppers are not doers, they're spectators. Window shoppers have no intentions of being a part of anything or or partaking of anything. They just simply want to watch. Now, I want to read the Greek, but you have to understand, when, when James was writing these scriptures, he understood the Old Testament, and particularly in the Psalms, he understood what poetry was. Now, if I was to ask you poetry, what are you going to say? And the youngest ones in here, all the way to the oldest ones, we probably have this idea, roses are red and violets are blue. Well, I think the one I thought of this morning were violets are blue, roses are red. After running yesterday, my legs are dead. You know, we we understand rhyming words. But if I take those two rhyming words and we translate them to a different language, is it going to rhyme? No. In the English language... Roses are red and violets are blue, those type things. The words rhyme, but the thoughts don't necessarily rhyme. In the Hebrews and even the Greeks, as they were talking about 
the Hebrew language, this word, be ye doers, it means to be an author and a poet. Now, preacher, what does that mean to be a poet? Well, if you'll understand Hebrew poetry, and to me, I love it much more than I do rhymes that we would have. Poetry is, it's called thought rhyme. Thought rhyme just means if there's one sentence, then the next sentence goes right along with it. God says speak, we become silent. That's not rhyming. God says speak and we begin to sing. That's rhyming. Because the thought goes together. If God says to do it and we do it, that's when we become poets or authors. Don't turn over there, but read, let me read you if I can. Psalm chapter 42. Read. This is exactly what Hebrew poetry is all about in Psalm 42. It says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee. The heart, the water brook, soul after thee, O God. You can see that there's thought rhyme behind that. One goes along with the other. It's not the roses are red and violets are blue. It's God, you said it, I'm going to act on it. You see, when we're window shoppers, we hear what God is saying. Preacher, you're being pretty harsh on those that come in or maybe those that may listen in to the Word of God. But folks, there is so much more to God than simply listening. The true poetry, the true idea, the true thought behind it is, is that he, notice what he says here in the book of James. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. For we are not deceiving others around us. He said, deceiving your own selves. Deceiving means you're cheating yourself. There's a lot of people that's cheating themselves out of a blessing of God because they hear but they do not do. So this morning when I talk about window shoppers, I've, I've thought about this all week long. I thought, Lord, may we not be window shoppers and think that there's something that is outside of our reach that you want us to enjoy, but that there's something you want to give us. And when I really begin to look at that word and study that word doers and the poetry and the rhyme that's behind it, may we have a thought rhyme. If God says to do something in our life, may we not just say, Amen, may we do it. If God says sing, may we sing. If God says, may we testify, may we begin to praise and worship His holy name. If God says to do something, are we going to rhyme with God and be hand in hand with God and do exactly what He would have us to do? Let's go to these equal if you mark that place for a minute. We may come back to James in just a little while. But I want you to listen to Ezekiel chapter 33. Ezekiel chapter 33 Skip down to the 31st verse. A lot of people just want to glance and look at things, window shop and acting like it's out of our control. I want you to know something that if you've ever come across a person in your life that has absolute peace and trust in God, that is not outside of your control for you to obtain yourself. Sometimes we think we're window shopping that these people get to have something that we don't get to have. Sure, there's some people that can pay, and I mean really, really high end for a, a suit of clothes or a change of shoes, and that's okay, I don't have a problem with that. But sometimes we think the blessings of God are only meant for a certain people that can obtain that. May you understand today, don't be a window shopper with God. Understand that God wants you to enjoy these things too. But notice what happens to Ezekiel 33 in verse 
31. Then come unto thee as people cometh. They sit before thee as my people. They hear my words, but they will not do them. Let's get into the poetry again. God says one thing. Do we follow along with that? Again, as a deer panteth after the water brook, so panteth my heart after thee, O God. If God says to do that, do we, are we in sync with what God says? For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after covetousness. They come unto thee. You know, there's something I believe that we can all agree on this morning. That it's not about your physical presence. It's about where is your heart this morning. I'm not here judging anybody this morning. But I can tell you that there are people that the scriptures even teach us. That they honor the Lord with their mouth. But their hearts, he says, are far from me. Today there is something about us understanding you can have perfect attendance with God. And still not be in what we call thought rhyme with God. You can be here every Sunday. You can go somewhere on Sunday night. You can be the person that reads the Bible. You can be the person that visits every church. But the question is not where are you presently at. The question is where is your heart? A lot of times I come into the house of the Lord and my heart gets on a lot of things and I'm ashamed. That instead of worrying about a soul... I'm worried about something else that is far more secular than the soul of a man. Sometimes I feel like I'm just window shopping saying, God, I'm not going to enjoy what others are enjoying, so let me enjoy the pleasures of the world for a little while. You see here in Ezekiel, he says that they come unto thee. You see today, folks, there's something about God. There's something about our worship with God. There's something about being not only a hearer of the word of God, but a doer also. There's something about being a participant versus a spectator. Do you believe in that? The temple was not something. People always were were, were just amazed at the beauty of the temple. But let me tell you something about the temple. You can go back and read and you can study. The temple might have been beautiful on the outside, but I believe there was just as much, if not more so, on the inside. You see, heaven and and the godly things are not meant for us to just spectate on the outside and ooh and ah and window, uh, window shop, as we might say. God says, I want you to be in that, folks. Heaven is not meant to be viewed. It's meant to be experienced. God does not want anybody in hell looking up in heaven. He wants you in heaven. God does not want us on the outside of the church. He wants us to be a part of His church. How many times are we window shoppers that we hear the word, we're we're active and we go, but are we doers of the word of God? Preacher, you really are offending me, but the truth is the word of God will do that. The word of God will chastise us and humble us and remind us that God has something in store for us. May we get that thought rhyme. May we get the the, the rhyme as we might know it. If God says do it, we're going to do something just like what he said. We're not going to substitute it. We're not going to change. We're going to do these things. For Ezekiel said, they come unto thee as people cometh. And they sit before thee as my people. So here they are. We've separated saying that we're different than everybody else. For it says, they sit before thee as my people. Loyalty. Dedicated. But notice even these were the people. 
that they begin, their hearts begin to go after covenants. Folks, be careful. When our heart is not focused upon God, there's a lot of covenants that will draw us away from God. And we'll get to that here in just a minute. But when we talk about window shopping, sometimes we get our heart looking at something and we, we, we think that it's out of our, our, our reach and we can enjoy these peace and blessings of God. So therefore, we want to substitute something else. Folks, God cannot be substituted. And I'm going to say that one more time. God cannot be substituted. The world will try to give you pleasures. The world will try to give you things to occupy you. What happens when a kid can't get something you can afford? You know what you do, don't you? You go over here to something else and try to get their attention. Hey, look at this. It's on the clearance aisle or it's on the dollar aisle. Let, let's get something else. For the world wants to substitute God with something less. Folks, God does not intend nor desire to be substituted. Covenants, that's exactly what it is. Trying to replace God. As we become window shoppers in a world in which we live, we're looking, but we don't want to partake. We're substituting at a time when God says, you don't need to be substituting. In a time He says, you need to experience me. For He says, they sit before thee as my people. It says, they hear thy words. People are listening. There's one thing I've noticed over the last couple of years that, that, that people are turning on their, their technologies and they're, they're reading things and all kinds of means that are out there today for people to hear the Word of God. But here's the question that I have. Are we hearing the Word of God and are we doers of the Word of God? Well, that really gets a little more personal with it, don't it? We have all kinds of sermons. We have all kinds of lessons. We have all kinds of literature. All these things are at our fingertips. But James said, Be ye not only hearers of the Word, but doers, meaning a poet, an author, that we are rhyming with God. You know what we want to do? If we can't rhyme with God, let's find the world and we can rhyme with the world. If the world says do it, we'll do something right along with that. We want to go along with what the world says, but God says if you want true peace and joy and, ha and, joy and happiness in life, He said you have to rhyme with His Word. You have to. By the way, another word of the word doer means keepers of the law. That's, that's pretty important. We have to be keepers of the law and do the word of God so that we might find that true harmony in our life. That's another word we could come up with, harmony, here this morning. Sometimes we want to be in harmony with the world, but, you know, we have to be in harmony with God. For Ezekiel said, they hear my words. They hear them. They're, 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 they're active and they're, they're, they're hearing these things and they'll read all kinds of literature, but are they doers of the word of God? This morning, I want to ask you a very personal question. I know your attendance, and I know what pretty much every one of you, we're a small enough group I can understand. I, I pretty much know your attendance. And I don't have any question about how much gospel you hear. But what about how much do we do? How much do we say that we're window shopping? Well, they get to enjoy this, but I don't get to enjoy it. Have you ever found people in our life that, that they're experiencing something we're like, I'll never get to experience what they are experiencing. Folks, God wants you to experience exactly what every child of God has ever experienced. And that's peace with God. We have to do these things, but are we hearing the words? For notice the very harsh words that Ezekiel said right after that. They will not do them. In other words, here's the word of God, the laws of God. And James said, not only hears the word, but doers, meaning a poet. That means do exactly a keeper of the laws. In other words, if the laws do not fit us, instead of changing our life to line up with the law, we take our lives and we want to take what guidance we have and line it up with our lives. Folks, I hope that everybody here can amen and agree when I say this. 
God did not intend for us to take his word and adjust it to our lifestyles. Our lifestyles have to adjust to his word. Do you agree with that? Amen. Is that an easy thing to do? Preacher, that's just not. No, it's not. But that's why we need God's help. We need God's help because there's not a one of us that's going to be righteous in their own mind. There is not one of us that's going to go out here and have the heart to do the right things. We need God, folks. Living the right life and doing the right life is not easy. But with God's help, it is it's obtainable. It's something we can have. Don't just window shop saying, well, there's no way that I can have what they have. People look at other relationships and people's uh, relationship with God and, and in marriages and all these things. And they're like, I wish I had that, folks. If you've got God right in the middle, you can experience what everybody else experiences. You know what godly people can also do? You can experience other people what they're experiencing. But you've got to go down that road. And I'll tell you this, folks, I'd rather be on the road for God than the road for the world any day of the week. For the road of the world and the world of carnal mindedness, it leads to destruction. People wonder why their lives are falling apart. I want to say, what road are you on? Are you here of the word or are you a doer of the word? Are you a window shopper that's just going to walk around saying, well, I'm on this road and my life's just going to fall apart, but there's no way that I can have what they have. You can have exactly what the person around you in your life has, but you've got to be a hearer of the word and a doer also. You've got to be a poet. You've got to be an author. You've got to be a keeper of the law. Preacher, that's just impossible to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can do these things, but a lot of times we surrender before we ever even start. Ezekiel said, they will not do them. For he goes on to say, for with their mouth they show much love. I hope this isn't offensive when I say this. But I think if I use the phrase, they can talk the talk, but not walk the walk. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's such thing as talking the talk, and then there's such thing as walking the walk. We say that we love. We talked about this in Sunday school. It's not so much, and I, believe, I don't know if I'm going to quote this exactly right as what we said, but it's not so much about what you say to people, it's about what you do to people. Folks, today, and, and I believe it's important the things that we say, so don't leave here thinking it's not important the verbiage and the words that come out of our mouth. What is important is, is it coming from our heart? Do we have something deeply embedded in our heart that we want to say, God, I don't want to be a window shopper. I want to experience your love. I want to go into these places and experience you, not be a spectator. I don't want to be on the outside looking in. I want to enjoy your blessings. For he said, they show much love. They love. I, sometimes I often wonder when people say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love it, I love it, I love it. Do they really mean love as far as a deep connection and a passion for something? Or is it just something we're supposed to say? Is there a true meaning for it says, they show much love, but they really don't know what love is. But notice what happens. When these people become hearers and not doers, their heart goeth after their Covetousness. Well, I think a word that we could use in 2022 is materialism. Materialism. Sometimes, and I, you've heard me say this, so this is not a secret. We live in such a technologically advanced world that they dangle so much in front of you that's your interest. I can probably get on your phones, if you've all got one, I would assume, and probably look on your phone and tell a lot about your lifestyle based off what's in front of you versus what's on mine. I say that because the world has a way to get their interest in front of you, to make you desire to want them. 
Folks, today, my prayer is there's nothing we desire any more than the things of God. You can walk by a shop all day long and say, that's not the store for me. I want the house of God. You can walk by another store and say, man, that's some highfalutin stuff right there. But you don't want that. You want the house of God. You can go to the next dealership down the road and you can say, that's not the place that I want to be. I want to be in the house of God, folks. How many of us desire more than anything else than to be in the house of God? Folks, today I thank God that we don't just have to be window shoppers, that we can be partakers. We can enjoy the goodness and the kindness and the fullness of God. And I ask you this morning, has God been good to you? And I hope you can give me an answer. Has God been good to you? Yes, He has. God's been good to me and I'm blessed in that sense and I'm humbled by all the things that God has given me for there's so many things I think, Lord, I can't have that. I can't enjoy those things that God said, here it is. I can't tell you how many times in my life the world tells me what I don't have and then God shows me what I do have. I look around myself all the time and I'm surrounded with people from the smallest to the oldest. And I look at the good people God's put in my life. Folks, God has been good to me. And I thank the Lord today that there's covenants, there's materialism, there's things that are out there. But God said that their heart, Ezekiel said that their heart... Goes after covetousness. I think it was even mentioned this morning in our prayer. We start chasing after the, the nickels and the dimes of the things of the world, thinking that's where our happiness is. But, folks, our happiness is not in what the world can give us, it's in everything about what God can give us. So, today, when we become window shoppers, it's because the world makes you think, well, you need more than this. Oh, that, that new phone that just came out, you've got to have it. Look at the features it has on it. Oh man, I don't need that, but I sure do want it. That's what the world will do. The world keeps throwing things, making you want more. Folks, if you've been saved, can you answer this question? Do you want to get saved anymore? No, because we've already got all that we need. If you've been saved, you've got all that you need to have. Listen to me. You've got all that you need for everlasting life. What more could we need? What more do we need in life to know that the world can strip us of everything that we have, but I still have everlasting life? The doctors could look at me and tell me that there's all that we can do, but I still have everlasting life. I can go home this afternoon and my house be burned to the ground and I still have everlasting life. You can rob me. You can take away everything from me, but I still have everlasting life. No matter what the world gives, no matter what the world bestows upon us, no matter how much we hurt, no matter how low we may get, we still have everlasting life. Folks, and that's a store today that the world cannot give to make me think that I want to go in there. I want to be with God. I want to be in God. I want to be a part of God. And thanks be to Him, He's also a part of me. Folks, today I thank God that He's in us and we're in Him. We commune with Him. He communes with us. And I'm glad today that we're not after covetousness. We're not after materialism. We're after the things of God. Well, let's read what James said. Be ye doers. Of the word and not hearers only. James realized the frustration about all these bystanders. Notice what he said. There's some problems that's going to happen in your life when you listen and don't do. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. You know a lot of people we take the word of God and we act like it didn't apply to us. It's somebody else. 
Folks, I believe the gospel, the word of God is meant for every single one of us. Every one of us. It doesn't matter who we are. You might have been around it more than the other person has, but you know what? Word of God's for every single one of us. James said, if you do, he said, you become deceiving your own selves. Man, I don't want to get into the word hypocrite, but that's almost what hypocrisy means. Hypocrisy means. I'll get it out of my mouth in a minute. It means to say one thing, but believe another. Oh, we believe God can supply our needs, but are we doers of the word also? James said, when you do, he said, you are deceiving your own selves. Verse 22. 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. When you look in the mirror, do you see yourself or do you see God? Let's go back to this poetry for a minute. God says one thing. When we look, do we see ourselves or do we see God in our own lives? Sometimes we like to write the second line and go back and use an eraser and change the first line to meet the second line. But you know what God does? God sets the, the, the standard. He writes the first line. And you, what you and I have a responsibility to do, we have to get into that, 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 that thematic rhyme or thought rhyme, I might even say, and then we have to do something that correlates to what's above it. Which one are you today? Are you wanting to write the second line and then say, God, why don't you rewrite the first one to apply to mine down here? Or do we to say, God, this is what you've said. Now this is what I'm going to do. Be ye not only hearers of the word. We know what the first line says, but it goes to line two. You're a poet. You're an author. But be ye doers of the word also. Folks, it's hard. It's hard. But I'll tell you this. God does not want us to walk down the street simply looking at windows thinking that we cannot have that peace and joy that others are having, but we can experience what he's having. For he said, if we do these things, we're like looking in, our, in a natural glass. For he beholdeth himself, now that you understand what rhyming means, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. In other words, he's doing his own thing. God, I'm going to keep the second line. Let's erase, change the first one. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. We forgot. God, I forgot what you said. I just did what I wanted. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, This man shall be blessed in his deed. You're looking at one this morning that's blessed in my deeds. In other words, when we hear the word, we apply the word, we're blessed in what we do. I'm going to be a little selfish here this morning and I'm going to hush in a minute. But I'm going to trump everybody here and say that I am the most blessed person. I don't deserve the things that I have. 
If God would just save my soul, I didn't deserve it. But if you got some time, I'll tell you about all the things God's given me. Folks, God has been good to me. He's blessed me. And it's not because I had the right last name. It's not because I had parents that I had the right jobs. It's not because I was elected or hired in a certain position. But I'm blessed because of God's only begotten Son, Jesus. I'm blessed because of His Word and it applies to our life and we can enjoy the riches that the world cannot give us. So this morning I hope that there is no stone unturned when I stand before you and tell you that I'm blessed. And I'm only blessed when God says the first line and then I can oblige and do exactly what He says we should do. That's when I can say that I'm blessed. For He said, uh, He says, and continue therein and being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Uh, this man shall be blessed in his deed. This morning I am blessed. I'm not a window shopper this morning. I'm blessed. I'm not looking at a place that I cannot enjoy. I am blessed. I'm not looking at something that cannot be attained. I am blessed. What about you this morning? Where are you at? I hope that everybody here this morning can say that you are enjoying the blessings of God. If you cannot, there's no greater place than to be than right here this morning. Hearing God's word and not only hearing it, but are you going to do it? I pray this morning that you'll be submissive to God. I want us to get a song. That's, that's what I had in my heart.